Welcome to the 15th episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. <laughs> this guy, he's just looking at me. He's giving me problems right away. Of course, my co-host here, Rob Brooks, is here. Rob Brooks is here because you've already warned me. You've already warned me, Rob. Rob, say hello to the people. Good afternoon, good people. How are you today? Okay, Rob is speaking again. Orlando, we've got the great Mr. Orlando Walters back again. Welcome back, Orlando. Hey. Good evening. Good, good, good evening. It's it's good to see I wasn't canceled, and uh, you know I, I was invited back. We don't cancel. We don't cancel people here, Orlando. Especially not people like you, Orlando. Oh, okay. I'm just happy you were able to All get right. away from All right. no, his no. trading console. Yeah, we we had to rip him away from his from the um from the um stock market here, the NYSE. You know, and even though they close at four thirty, the stock exchange closes at four thirty. Um, Orlando was very, very familiar with the aftermarket um, marketplace, and that's usually where you find him at this time of night. Money never sleeps. See, that's the that's where I went wrong because I'm familiar with the after hours clubs. He's after, he's familiar with the after hours trading. <laughs> yeah, one of those In a completely is, wrong direction. One of those is much more lucrative. So, how you doing this week, Orlando? Um, I'm good, man. I, I actually took the day off um, and I was just working for myself today. So I was just working on my own stuff. But uh, yeah, um, it, it's the last two weeks. It's, it's been a hell of a last two weeks. And, uh, you know, I, I can't complain. I'm going to try not to complain anyway. You've been deep in but, these uh, I, You know, I I can't complain. Did you get a, a hike lot of in sleepless today? nights. You should know. I think I... I did go a little. I did go hiking for a little bit. It started snowing, and I said, "Let me let me turn back before something bad happens." Mm. And uh, but yeah, I did get out there and uh, communed with nature a little bit. Shades of Mount and, uh, Kilimanjaro. It was, it was, it was yeah. nice to let the sun. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So yeah, it's Black History it was, Month. It's a good so day. So it it's Black History Month. So every month is Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> now we're giving this month, Rob. You can't. No, say, no, that's for month. them. It's they celebrate Black month. History Month in February. I celebrate. That's actually year very out. true. That's actually very true. What he's saying. Well, it depends. There are places where where black men are celebrated um, year round and everything. You know, Utah. That's not my. That's not my ex's house. But no. Well, I mean, I mean, that's probably true. But like, you know, Utah is a place where you know. Um, what do they have? They've got, what do you have in, in Utah? That's really like good. You know, the one thing that really like, you know, strikes me though, is that Utah is always consistently number one in using internet porn. That's right. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, suppression is real. The suppression here is real. Um, Mormonism or more, whatever. Yeah. Mormonism uh, yeah, it, we, uh, we don't want you to get, it, uh, it's real. We don't want that, you to get in too much trouble. You got to live around those people. Say that again. I don't want you to get in too much trouble. You got to live around those people, you know? Yeah. So. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I really wish I would hold my tongue around here for these people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to get, I don't want like you to I get, was saying, I don't want like, you to get jumped. Like I was saying the, 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 
I don't want you to get jumped by three blondes that happen yeah, to be right. sisters. What, what are they gonna, they gonna, Sister they, wives. I think I've seen that one. So, so this, this may fall on the, well, that, on the that, scale that, of inappropriate. but Yeah, that wouldn't I, be such a bad thing. I went to, to Brooklyn a couple weeks ago to have brunch with my daughter. And as we are walking back to the car, there's a couple of dudes standing on the corner. And they're um, members of the Church of uh, Latter-day Saints. Okay. You know, and so I'd say to my daughter, look, Latter-day the, Saints, the, the, the Mormons are out. And she's like, right. where? I'm like, them right there. You see the badges? Like, they're Mormons. And her, and like, all of a sudden, like, boom, she, she took a picture and fired up. She had a text chain going in like 30 seconds, like, because they've all seen the Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. So, like, for them to see an actual Mormon out in the wild, like, it was like five minutes we're sitting in the car with her texting her friends and taking pictures of these people. Like, we're, like we're you know, at the zoo or whatever. Like, look, oh there are actual God. Mormons there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This you is going, that if you this, want. This is going you know so wrong was. already. Please, go ahead, Orlando. <laughs> what's, what's, I, no, what I was going to say is what's crazy is I, I'd never knew i mean i would see them the studies was in the city when i lived in the city okay. but i didn't i didn't know what they were or who they were i had like I, it was like it just went over my head like i never like I, I would see them but it never registered like those are mormons that's the church of jesus christ latter-day like it didn't even i didn't even make the connection until i got here and okay. then I was like, wait a minute. I used to see you guys all the time in the subways and this is that and the other. And I just thought it was like, you know, there was some, you know, type of, you know, you, you guys were like some religious weirdos, which, which, you know, you, you could say that they are a lot of them anyway. But they have a whole but, state. Uh, yeah, it's just crazy how all those years I would see them. Now, I'm not, I don't hold my tongue. Like, I, like, yeah, it, it's, now the ones you saw on the subway. I, I have no issues in letting them know how I feel. The ones you used to see on the subway. Do you think they got the short end of the of the the short straw? You think they were like, "Hey, I'm really hoping to go over and you know help colonize a country in Africa," and then they get New York City and they're like, "Damn, we're just getting we're just getting people shutting the door in our face for six months." <laughs> well, to be honest with you, when 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 you know like the places that they go to, because it's a and then this is another thing I didn't know. It's it's almost. It's a mandatory thing that when you turn 18, 19 years old, you go on a mission, a two-year mission. Mm-hmm. So kids, you know, they're 18, 19 years old, and they're, they're away for two years, and they're not allowed to speak to their family. I think you get one phone call every six months or something like that to speak to your family. And, you know, there's this, you know, there's this whole thing. And there's some, some of them go to these countries where there's like, you know, no electricity, no, no nothing. So going to New York City, when you've been sheltered in in a bubble all your life, I mean, I think that's a, I think that's hitting the jackpot. Yeah, I would think so. I, I've, um, I can't even tell my nanny story. I can't even tell my Utah nanny story. Like, honestly. It's like that's for a different type of uh, podcast. Your Utah, tell your it. Utah I mean, that's what nanny the, story. Well, you know the thing is like there's like there's a big thing in Long Island where where a lot of these couples, especially on the North Shore, they get nannies from Utah. They you know bring them and they import them. And you know when I was young, at least they used to. And when I was young. You know, you go to a club on a Friday or Saturday night and you would and some of these girls would be actual nannies. And 
I actually worked in that area. I worked in the gym in um, Huntington, and I actually met a nanny from Utah. So, and that's all of that story I'm going to tell. Really? Yeah. Let's just say that. Was like, she LDS? Was she was she Mormon? She was Mormon. And she wasn't actually, and she was, at, believe it or not, she was actually Puerto Rican. I've never met a Puerto Rican Mormon. Did and, she believe in corporal punishment? Listen, bro, we're done with that one. <laughs> we're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> you're, you're, look, Rob, come on, man. Come on, Rob. Rob, I, I need you in the game today, too. I need you in the game today, bro. All right, all right, all right, coach. I need you in the game, bro. All right, yeah. just an- answer this one. Answer this one. Answer this one question. Okay. Was she wearing um, the garments? No. No, because she was here working as she was here working as a nanny, so she would dress. It's like you know, I I've seen on the um I've seen on the show how they they give them time to explore themselves or whatever, and then they decide whether or not to go back to the church or not, and. When she first came, she was like, you know, in dresses that were like flowing. It's like, you know, that very modestly dressed, very modestly acting and everything. And as time went on, that just like went through, that just went out the, that went completely and totally out the door and everything. And it was just like, she just had a good time while she was here. She had a good time, you know? Okay. Yeah. Don't make me okay. say it. Don't make, don't me, make say me say it. it. Yeah. Don't make me say it, bro. Please. Yeah. It, she had a good time. You know, that's like I said, that's for another type of podcast. All right. Those stories. Right. You know, that. So we're learning something today. What's that? You know, because, this, you know, this is a, a free flowing, you know, sort of, a, you know, guys just chopping it up. But Johnny's got boundaries. Well, Johnny's I don't, I don't tell. You know, I've never been like, you know, that ain't. Well, you're not a big teller, but, you know, you can you can tell stories and leave names out. No, nah, I'm not going to tell. Those stories are just like. Mm-mm. 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 Like, it's like the evolution. It's like the evolution reads like an erotic story, you know, just like from one second in like, you know, just that, you know, you shouldn't leave your kids. You shouldn't send your kids to New York like that. I'll just I'll just put it like that. It wasn't me. I didn't do all of the corrupting. <laughs> so, all right. Tell me this: How old was she? She was eighteen. Eighteen. She wow. was eighteen, but I was twenty-one, twenty-two. It's like I was in that. You know, we were we were contemporaries. Wow, we were she peers. Was, she was right. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Let me right. tell you something. Those old, those dresses. Utah, she was right. Those dresses did not do her justice. The ones that she was wearing when she first came. But you know, last time I saw her, what she was wearing and what she was wearing, that just wasn't right. <laughs> like, I, I'll just ask this one question, and like, is she living in the Bronx now? No, man. She no, actually, no. no, she actually went back. She recommitted. And everything to the church, she went back and we lost touch. She had, she wrote me one letter at, um you know, at some point, I didn't even know she had my address. An actual Dear John letter. An actual Dear John letter. This was like before, this is like, it tells you how far <laughs> it goes back. There weren't even cell phones. This is before, this is pre-cell phone. So she actually wrote me a letter and like when she left, she, she actually left me a book of Mormon. 
and everything. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. It's we have we have oil heat in my house. So, you know, because the only thing I could think about using it for was a fire. <laughs> but Yo, Holmes, <laughs> at some point, you're going to need to prop up a table or, you know, lift up a monitor. Like, there's lots of uses for it. I don't even know what happened to that book. You know, I was like, listen, I cannot get down with you people. And that's what I mean. You people. And that's you what know, we're talking see, about today. We're talking about right. you people. You people? You people. Them's is fighting words. You people is fighting words. Them's is fighting words. And this is kind of inspired by, like, you know, the, the term you people is kind of inspired by something that Orlando posted today on Facebook when somebody was trying to come at him in a very sly. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That was, yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. In a very, yeah. In a very yeah. sly, yeah. sneaky kind of way. I know way. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Just like, you know, and the thought, the comment was something along the lines of, you people are always stirring stuff up. But it was in regards to something that was completely and totally out of pocket. It didn't even fit the circumstance. It was just like, you know, this guy saw an opportunity to say something to a man of color and he just jumped on it. He said, you people. To which you said, Orlando. I said, who, I said, uh, who, what do you mean you people? Who's, who is you people? Some, <laughs> something along those lines. Or what do you mean by you people? Yes. Something. Then I went in to, to let, to, to correct him uh, to his statement, which basically we were agreeing on the same thing, but like you said, he wanted to be slick, um, and throw in that, that, that jab. But, uh, but yeah, you, you people is, is definitely a trigger. Like what, what does that mean? What do yeah. you mean? Who, who, what do you mean? You people? What exactly does that mean? And what it means is that I'm racist, you know, <laughs> and I'm angry yeah. and I'm bitter. And like what I want to yeah. what I want to get yeah. into today is I want to get into yeah. like, you know, I want to break some of this down. I want to break some of this some of this race stuff down completely and totally in a way that like, you know, people may not, you know, be completely and totally comfortable with. But we're going to do it anyway. So, you know, it's it's uh, where we're at. And, you know, one thing like that's always that's it's like right now in this world right now, we've got people who are we've got whole groups of people that are cheering for black people to be shot when they're shot, killed, hurt, maimed, anything, anything bad that happens to a black person. They don't even care what the circumstances. They just think that it's a good thing that it's actually happening at this point in time. And this is where we are in America. And as black men, we've got to navigate this. We've got to navigate these, this field for these people, with these people. And the worst part about it is you saying anything back or defending yourself is met with, from that particular group of people, is met with um, a response of, you're racist. How could you be fucking racist? You, know? I, I, you don't control the structures. You can't be racist. I, I can be prejudiced, but I can't be racist because I don't control the structures. You can be biased. I can be biased, but I, I can't be racist because there's 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 an element of control. There's an element of structures that I just don't have. Believe me, if I had the keys to it, you know, things would be a little bit differently. If, if, if I was the one who's creating the cage, things would look a little bit different. They might have some problems then. They might have some problems. You, you, then. you people might be a different group of people. Yeah. You people might actually hold some reverence. 
But right now, it's like it's very it's it's pretty much impossible to be called a racist or held like accountable for racism whatsoever as a black person for the last couple of weeks. I purposely try to stay away from race so much because like, you know, you know, I am Dashiki John. I got that fuck. I That's my thought process. As soon as I wake up in the day, I'm thinking about this stuff all the time. But what I noticed that with all this drama missing from all of that. Que pasa? Black people. We ain't in the middle of none of that shit. We're not the reason for any of the fight. They're not arguing. We may be somewhere in there, but it's generally a whole bunch of white guys and white women because this Marjorie Taylor Greene chick, this that chick is like she's out of pocket. She's someone that needs to carry. You know, this is the thing, man. I mean, we're 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 in a day and age right now. We're literally. I mean, I was watching the hearings today a little bit. Um, the, the I guess the, they were voting to to see if they were going to sanction her or kick her off some committees or something like that. Mm-hmm. And literally, the stuff that they had on her, with you know her on video, her saying this, her saying that. And this woman was elected to Congress. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, and she's been she was put on committees that could have, you know, s- you know serious effects, uh, you know, on on people that look like you and I. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's in this real position of power. And the, and, the, and the only difference between her and anyone else there is that she's out in the she, she's out on Front Street and she's open about it. Her bigotry and her racism and her conspiracy theories, but she's not the only one in there, right? You know, so if 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 she could be exposed like that, and she's the only one, just imagine what's going on behind closed doors in court in courthouses and in hospitals and in all these other places. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. And just look at the fact that there are other people who thought she didn't deserve to be sanctioned. People who thought that she should keep her committee ships. Right. Like, I think that, a, that right there says a boatload. I think a lot of that is about money. To be honest, when you look at it, these politicians, like, they, yeah, I mean, are they racist? Yeah, I mean, yeah, racism that comes with it. They don't really give a fuck about anyone that doesn't look like that doesn't look like them. But that's just the tip of the iceberg, though. You know, we're already handled in their situation. We don't live in their neighborhoods. They might have one or two guys they have to tolerate or women they have to tolerate in their in their circles and everything every now and then. And again, it's not so serious that it's something that they're really concerned about. I think it's the money, honestly, because Donald Trump, for all the things that you can that you can say about him when it comes to reaching in a hillbilly's pocket and getting that last crew dad out of it. They they will give it to him. They they're sending him pennies. They're sending anyone who backs him up, and they're afraid of losing that cash cow, because it can't be about elections. It really can't, because all these people that lost their jobs behind backing Trump, they lost Congress over three years ago. It's been two or three years that they lost Congress, and that was completely and totally all Trump. So. You know you're not winning races by backing this guy. So there's got to be a reason why. And the reason why for a lot of them is money. Marjorie Taylor Greene, do I believe that there's some that there's some relevance to what you're saying that like, you know, she's an ideologue and that there are other ideologues? Sure. There's definitely a, there's probably about 20, 30 of them right now. Probably 23rd of them. But the rest of them 
They're just watching their pockets. And that tells you what America is about. America is about that money. Don't give a fuck about none of that other stuff. Seriously. What do you think the deal is that Lindsey Graham made with Donald Trump? Like Lindsey Graham went from, you know, he tried to he tried to tear Donald Trump up, you know, primary season before he got elected. He was one of the people who actually went after Trump and then he became the nominee and slowly he became he got on the Trump train and now he's like full on, you know, he's the conductor of the Trump train. Like what do you think that deal was for Lindsey Graham that he's like he's going down with the ship? I think he's got pictures of Lindsey Graham on his knees with like 15-year-old boys or something. I think that like, you know, I think that he's got something terribly heinous on him through his connections that Lindsey Graham can't go left or right without asking Trump which way, sir. That's what I think Lindsey Graham's story is. I think his story is one of I think he's a captive. I think he's a captive. Does that make him a does that make him a victim? No, because whatever it is that he's captivated by is probably pretty fucking heinous. But he's a captive. And I think that's his situation. And he's going to remain a captive. A lot of these people are a lot of these guys are captives. They took a lot of money from that caucus. They took a lot of money. They took a lot of money. And their job is just to like so indecision. I got into it. I, I had a conversation with the guy today on my travels um, this morning. And it was a, it was actually a pretty good conversation. And um, I was taking care. I was at a I was at a bank and I'm taking care of some stuff. And this guy is cleaning. And, you know, he's like and he's like, um, you know, well, Trump, he says that the reason why people are so divided is because the news is keeping us all divided and everything. And I'm like, ah, that's not it. You know, it's not the news, you know, because you have to believe the news in order for it. It's you. It's not the news. It's you because you believe it. If, you know, they're, they're telling us that's that's what I told them in effect. I'm like, look, you know, he's like, well, you know, well, we have to break down this government. You know, it's all socialism. I'm like, look, guy, like, you know, you are the government. You own the government. And he said, like, you know, well, it's it's globalism. It's all this global stuff. And I'm like, dude, like, you know, that that horse left the barn over 20 years ago. We're in a global economy. These people, the people that run your 7-Eleven, I remember when we were growing up, the family that ran the 7-Eleven up the block, we knew them. They lived and where they lived and all that other stuff. You know, I think the guy's name was Bobby or something like that. You know, we, because they lived there. We had doctors that were actually in our high school, doctors' kids that were in our high school, because the money wasn't so far spread apart. Now, it's you're either here, you either are beholden to a corporation, or that's it. So it's like, you know... You think that, and he's like, well, Trump is great. I'm like, listen, Trump just ran up the debt, and he did the same thing. He put all these corporate guys in. He put all these corporate guys in. If you just look at what he did, you can't possibly support anything that, you can't possibly support anything that he says because his positions don't even support what you're saying. So it's like, it's an illogical conversation. You know, so to me, I was like, look, government is going to is really your only way out. You want to talk about small business. Small business has to be funded by somebody. Private sector isn't going to do it because it's all corporations. Who's going to do it? The government is going to have to step in and do it. But you don't believe in the government. You want to break them down. So what you actually have is you have the status quo. 
And the status quo is good for a lot of people because they're continuing to make money. So you keep on going, you keep on like saying the things that you're saying about these people and keep on going down the path that you're going in. It's been 12 years since we've had any legislation passed in this country. Obama was elected 12 years ago. And before Obama and that the bill, the stimulus bill that was passed, that was the last piece of legislation really in this country that passed along anywhere with anything with with um with con with uh, conciliation between two groups. It's been twelve years. Yeah, Mitch McConnell swore his job was to make him a one term president and to block any agenda that he had. Yeah. They, that was the first time I'd ever heard it openly stated in that way. Like it was the almost defiant. Like we had as if we had elected an alien. Yeah, it, you know, as if we had elected Fidel Castro. He actually said he actually stood up there and said, "We're going to abdicate abdicate our authority and our jobs, and we're not going to do our jobs for four years. We're going to go back, and we're going to ask you for more money, so that way you can send us back here, so that we can purposely not do anything to help you coming out of this recession." And they did that twelve years ago. So you know. At this point in time, no wonder why you're so fucking and, confused. And, and even and even with all, good Orlando. And even with all of that, even with all of that, a lot of people do really don't remember and don't realize how fucked up of a country we were in in 2008, 2009 with that housing bubble, nope. right? And how when that administration came in, the Obama administration, how he saved. Not only the auto industry, which if you if, if you realize the dynamics of that, how destructive that would have been. What's the room again? Uh, 1240 down at the end. Ooh, what's that? Sammy, don't touch that. That's someone's old food. Here we are. Do you have the key? You have both of ours. Oh, right. Not working. Rub it. Come on. Try flipping it over. Seriously. Why can't we go inside? Give me yours. You have mine. All right. What? Please, if you Dad, could just... Why aren't you opening the door? Can everyone just shut the... Don't go there. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com. If he didn't save the auto industry with the bailouts, that was the impetus to restart and recover the economy that Donald Trump inherited. Yes. Okay. From 2009... Through the last, even even through today, we've been in a bull market, but that started in 2009. And let, and let me and let me be clear, because a lot of people always say, well, look at the stock market, look at the stock market is not the economy, but it's an indicator that laymen use to to judge how well we are doing. But that's not the economy. No. OK, um, as we learned very. But Donald Trump week. inherited. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But Donald Trump inherited uh, uh, an economy that was dynamic and robust. He inherited that. And the only thing he didn't do was fuck it up mm-hmm. what he inherited. Mm-hmm. But to say that he did this with the economy, this is not, that's not true. It's a, that's not true. It's not even close to true. And even worse than that, the stock market is just one part of the economy. I always learned growing up that the that real estate was the backbone of america that's what really the was the indicator of how well the economy was doing and all we've seen is wild fluctuations in the market it either goes all the way up or it goes all the way down but there's nothing that's solid about it 
There's nothing solid about it. You can buy a house today, and 10 years from now, that house is being sold. I think that I, if I were a bank, and I used to work for a bank, so I pretty much am guessing what they're thinking when you sign a 30-year mortgage is that this mortgage is actually for 10, and then how are we going to recover this property? It's either going to be sold, or it's going to be defaulted, or some other way and everything. And well, real estate became a game, man, just like everything else. Like once upon a time, Real estate was your house, it and was, now real estate is an industry, and now real estate is investment. Yes. you know, and they've they've broken it up into bonds and commoditized it. Like it's something for guys to do to make money. Like you see these guys, you know, flipping houses and stuff. Like right, and it's like, how are you going to flip? What do you what do you exact exactly are you flipping? You know, you you're just using the same money over and over again and over again and creating a bubble and all this money like it disappears into this big into this big hole, this trillion-dollar deficit hole, and people just get up and walk around, and then they wonder why things aren't going your way. Americans need to be careful. They need to be careful because while, while they're sitting up here running all these racist plays and thinking that racism is the most important thing, race, your race is not the most important thing. Your skill set is. Like the thing that caught that like you know killed me about it is that even reading that thread like that thread was hilarious because this guy was telling you only into what to do, he don't know what the fuck you do, you know he doesn't know that you're an expert in your field, right, right, and right. it never right. even dawned right. on him that it, that you possibly might be, but he's still right. running his mouth, right, you know, and he's telling right. you that you're out of pocket, when the reality is. He don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. He looked stupid. He looked stupid. That's like me fucking, that's like me walking up to Tom Brady and telling him, this is how you win the Super Bowl. Asinine. And and the funny thing about that is, I was kind of setting him up, right? Because I was telling him, and, you know, without getting into too much of the details of the whole thread, but I was I was setting him up and he and he proved my point because you and I had an exchange offline where I was telling you to do this, do that. Remember? Yeah, right. We were going to, right. Right. And he just proved my whole point of why those plays I gave you were going to work. Exactly. You know, like 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 he like and I was just and I even said in the thread, I don't know who I said it to. I said. I said, "Damn, that's interesting. I'm I'm better than I thought, or so, something like yeah, that." No, you you are because you because she's smart, so she picked it up. She picked it up and she went and did the research while we were in the thread and came right. back with exactly what right. you had told me in the message about it. You know exactly what you told me in the message about it. Smart, right. smart as right. fuck. The other guy, he's right. just like he's just swinging right. because you could never possibly. There's nothing yeah. you could tell him. That is actually true, except for when you tell him the truth. And it's like, you know, these guys, like, they go through, oh, well, all our politicians, our politicians, oh, the Democrats, they were all bought. Oh, fucking, they were all bought. You know, so you're half right. You're always half right. These people, they, you know, you people, when you say you people, you make a whole swath of people, you take everybody and you put them into one bucket, so you can't possibly be wrong. You're right some of the time. Right. If there's a hundred of them and one of them is a, is is like the the fact that you're trying to prove, then guess what? You're right. Where does that leave us? 
Just leaves us uh, fucked e- up. Exactly where we are. Fucked yeah, up. Fucked up in the game. So it's like, you know, my whole thought, my whole thought process with a lot of this stuff is that, you know, a lot of these people just they need to either wake up or they need to just fucking go away. Just go yeah, that's away. Neither of those is gonna happen. Just dumb as fuck. Like how are how are we ever gonna get any place? How are we gonna ever get any place and get past anything when the only thing that you think about is what somebody looks like, where they live, you know, all these all these other things that don't fucking matter. And all these other places, they're not thinking about that. They're just thinking about getting to the next day and like, you know, and, and building and helping one another. And we're trying to figure out how to help this one and how not to help this one. This motherfucker may not be quality. May not be a quality individual that can help you do anything. So you're going to be left with substandard people. And but that's how many, how many hundreds of years of programming? But you want to make change, you got to change the programming. And then you got to wait, you know, it's like planting a seed. And then, you know, 10 years, 15 years, there'll be a tree there. But, you know, it's not jumping out tomorrow. Well, you got to change the programming. Like right now, this is how they've been programmed. This is what America has given us. They don't want to change, though. No, they don't want to change. Well, what they don't know what change would be. The only change that they know, but, but you know, you know they what? look at it as pie. If but it changes, you know the they thing? get less. Go ahead, Alanda. True, true. But also, my, my, my thing to that is, fuck them. Fuck them. Like, you know, that guy, I, I, I engaged him because I kind of wanted to see what someone else had to had to say or think about it um but my my reality was you know fuck this guy like you already knew the answer i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna do it for the people yeah i already knew the answer right and i've already and and you know because we were we were going back and forth even before we even realized you know what was going to happen on that thread Mm -hmm. so it was like you know like fuck that guy like i'm gonna I'm going to, that was confirmation for me to say, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And this is why I got to continue to do what I'm doing because of fuckers like this, Mm. you know, let, let them, let, let, let let them, let them lag behind. Fuck, fuck guys like that. Yeah. All I can say, you know, and fuck people who think like that. All I can say is that I hope that a, a laser from a Jewish spaceship comes down and burns their house down. That's it. That's it. Yeah, look, look I, I at the stupidity of all that. I can't that. give They're them like, any energy. And, and there are people who believe who believe that and subscribe to that. They do. Yeah, I can't. I can't give them any energy. Like I just can't. I encounter people like that, and I just keep it moving, man. Like they're not. They're not in any position that they're going to stop me. You know, and right. I'm not going to sit there and give them a chance. I'm not going. I'm not going to slow down long enough. For right. them to think that they got a chance to get in my way and stop me, and it's like, right. I, I keep right. that, just keep it moving. I don't even, pl- I don't even play anymore. I think, like you know, I'm, I made two comments on that thread, and I think they were both. One was one sentence, and the other was like three sentences. You know, it's like I'm not, I'm not engaging with them. I'm not into. Like my way has always been. I, I that game that you were playing, Orlando. I played that all day. You know, I played that all day for most of my life, like, you know, because me telling you something isn't going to do me any good because somebody like that, first of all, he's never going to give you credit for it. So if your coworkers right. and you tell him that, then what he's going to say, he's going to go, hey, boss, guess what I came up with? Guess what my thought process is? 
And you're, and you're never going to get that. It's going to be like, well, why didn't you come up with that, John? Why didn't you come up with that, Orlando? And so there's, there's no play with that, but I don't understand what part of the game it is. But they're they're just like, I don't know if they're if these people are being willful or delusional or they're actually believing that the, what the media is like feeding them. And should I even care? You know, I that's a, that's the bigger question. That's that really is the bigger question. But no, I th- I, no, 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 you shouldn't care. You shouldn't care. Well, I think the country shouldn't care. I, think- I, I only care enough to know that you are that you are pissed off and angry right now because of your, your man, your man Trump lost. And now you're going to be agitated for at least four more, you know, four more years. And, and, and that that makes me feel good to know that you're pissed off and you know, you're irritated, you know, go fuck yourself. Like, I, like that, that's all that, you know, that, that's the, about the extent of caring that, that I could give. I think that to, 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 to them, I think that the answer really is just by the block. You know, I can't help anybody who's like really like super duper into integration to the point where they want to live with people who don't want to see them around, who don't want to live with them, you know, but by the block is like, really, it's really like by the block, Run your schools, run your police, and everything. Do it. You know what I'm saying? Just do it, and don't ask for don't ask for their input and don't ask for their help. And these things are possible. Agree, hundred percent. It's just like the level of the level of lifestyle. Like the level of lifestyle might be different, but better or worse, I don't know. Is it you know if it, if your environment is better? And, you know, you're working in the spirit of cooperation together. You know, do you need billions of dollars, you know, or anything? We already well, know. It depends what your outside influences are. Like if you're if you're trying to put that in the middle of this American stew. So you have, you know, you have your little commune uh, and I'm exaggerating by calling it a commune, but you have your little space where you're all going to do this collectively and whatever. But they're being bombarded with the outside messages about, um, you Don't know, do it. Uh, the free enterprise and whatever. They're going to be those who are constantly comparing this to that and causing that right there is going to be a source of conflict. Free enterprise is shot. I'll tell you what, like that guy that I, that I had the conversation today, he was wearing a mask. But I could tell like his facial expressions behind it were like revelationary because I just told him, I said, at the end of the day, I said, look, you know, I said, maybe a th- third party coming out of this. I was like, and that's really kind of like, it's really a good thing because this country has needed a third party for for a long time, but not this way and not those guys, because it's not going to work. Libertarians believe that they believe in free will and that they did everything by themselves, you know, and you can't. But as soon as you point out the fact that a liber- to a libertarian, how they're actually engaged with other people, all you get is a they don't want to continue with the conversation because the truth of the matter is it's a it's a chain. So you're going to be a libertarian. You're going to live on your parcel of land and everything and do everything. But when you want something on outside services, you're going to go outside of your little bubble and you're going to expect everyone to treat you like you're a king. But you're no longer inside your bubble. Now you're outside and you're dealing with other people. Why should they treat you that way if you don't contribute anything to them? The spirit of cooperation gets lost in everything. And there is no cooperation here, and that's what they want. That's what the media is teaching you. The media is, that's where they're getting you. They're telling you don't cooperate, and you're well, eating. They're also telling you, they're also feeding you a steady diet of fear. 
fear sells and they feed you a steady diet of fear uh, was chatting with a dude earlier and we we're talking about this thing and he said think about it there was a snowstorm the other day did they say hey look you know it's going to be a beautiful snowstorm the area is going to look magnificent no what do they say deadly snowstorm coming yeah you know it, 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 it's you know be careful here's all the bad things that can happen when it snows like and they do that with everything you can walk outside your house and get hit in the face with the snowball. <laughs> yeah, there was a massive snowball well, let me, fight. Let me ask you this Sure. Go ahead. But, but let, let me ask you this. When does critical thinking come into play? It doesn't. It doesn't with them. And that's, like, the, that's the problem. I mean, like, if we're, we're, we're listening to the media and things like that. Like, the media is like, do they have really that? that much control over the way we we think apparently they do according to them they do that box you know? is hypnotic it's you know that, I, that box helps lower your vibrational energy i listen to everything that it tells well, me to do you know and the other thing is you know it's like you know, in conversation well, maybe maybe, maybe, maybe that's why they call it programming yeah exactly well, yeah exactly well i was just where, saying where maybe that maybe that's why they call it programming but i I don't know. I just think like I, I could listen and I could watch a show and I could watch a program, but the whole time I'm I'm dissecting what's being said. I'm reading between the lines, but and I'm, I'm just not taking this. I'm just not taking it all in as food, digesting it, and then it, it you know it's fueling my my whole existence. I got to break that shit down, no matter what channel it is. What it is, I still I still have to break it down. Well, here's so I, the thing. I can't see it's hard for me when people say, well, the media is doing this. The media is controlling us. I, I look at it. I look at life like a classroom. There's a very small group of A students. It's a slightly larger group of B students. There's a gang of C students in the room, then a smaller subset of D's and some F's at the bottom. Like they can't all be geniuses. They're not all going to be engaged in critical thought. A lot of them have never even been trained in critical thought. You know, none of that. A lot of them have never even trained to sort of pick apart, you know, take up, take apart an argument, look at something critically and and put the, you know, take apart how the sentence was structured and and look at that. There's a lot of people who are just floating, man. And for those people, well, you know, and you there's no getting around that. Like, there's no way to turn everybody into an A student. Well, let's be honest. You guys are quality men. It has nothing to do with the fact that you're black. You're quality men. You know, I I have friends that are that are Hispanic that are quality men. I have friends that are white guys that are quality men. You think about things, you break them down. It's got nothing to do with your color. Yeah, you know? well, energetically, we're all energetically. There's no difference. That's the, you know, we we're stuck thinking in the construct that they gave us. Right, but they but these guys are not quality men though, and that's really what the problem is. They really need to be told what to do. So when they watch TV and somebody tells them something on TV, they actually believe it. Because they need someone to tell them that you're you're thinking critical, Orlando. You're breaking things down critically. You're looking for the origin of words. You're you're breaking down the, the meaning and the syntax. That's like you know education and learning. They haven't had to be educated. They haven't had to learn. They haven't. These things are. If you wake up in the morning and by the time you're in fifth grade, you know your father is in the carpenters' union and you're going to be in the carpenters' union. You don't have to read for richer or poorer. It's like it doesn't matter what you get on that grade. What matters is whether or not you're going to be able to um, work well with a work well with a uh, with a saw. 
Hammer and nails. In all my years at Brentwood High School, Brentwood School District, which was 7 through uh, 12, I took one course that actually got into breaking down, you know, not just reading a book and telling what happened, but breaking it down. And I know, Orlando, you went to Half Hollow Hills West. You went to, you know, East, right? I went to East, yeah. I went so to East. You went to, a, you went to a great school district that had a lot of resources and a lot of, the, and they, they taught you different things. Was your learning the same way? Did they give you a lot of, did they give you a lot of leeway with, you know, your thought process there? I mean, I, I, I will say this, um, when I, you know, because when I moved to Long Island, I came from the Bronx and I was in, uh, you know, I was in a, a parochial schools, Catholic schools, which in the city, you know, that's considered the better schools, you know, the right. parochial private schools, uh, you know, they're considered better schools than, uh, than the public school system. Right. And when I went to, when we moved out to Long Island, um, the work that I was doing that I, that I walked into, um, it was like I skipped two grades. So, you know, if you think about it, I, what, sixth grade, I moved out to Long Island, right? Okay. So when I went, when I moved into the sixth grade, it would have been like, if I stayed in the city, mm-hmm. The work that I was doing in the sixth grade, they wouldn't have been doing until we got to the eighth grade. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. So what? So so I'm showing you like the the difference in you know what a sixth grader on Long Island was doing in, in Half Hollow Hills compared to an eighth grader in a, a Catholic school, which is considered you know the better schools in the city in the Bronx. Uh, so it was like a, you know, th- that goes to show you the the difference in in um, in the level of education right. that someone could have right. being the same age. So essentially, I was in the sixth grade doing what I would have been doing if I stayed in the city in the eighth grade. Hmm. So that's you know, great- that's that that's crazy when you think about it. It was all about you know critical thinking and free thinking, mm-hmm. and and when I look back. It was probably a lot of racist shit going on back then too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but being a kid, you're kind of oblivious to a lot of that stuff until you kind, of, you know, until you get older. But think about it. I came from Soundview in the Bronx to fucking Dick's Hills, Long Island. You talk about culture shock. Like mm-hmm. I never saw a, a, a real white boy until I moved to Long Island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, so and and they were real. Yeah. Dick's Hills, they were real. <laughs> Well, they were real, but it's like if you if you think about it, like the re- for people who don't know the difference between um, it's like Orlando School District is one of the richest school districts probably in the country, you know where he graduated, one of the richest. So the resources were abundant there, but unlike some other school districts, I don't think that those guys were the toughest guys on the island. I don't think you would con- we would ever confuse them for that. And that's probably uh, why no. that's probably why Orlando had no problems. It's not like you see Orlando coming up. They're not really going to come up to Orlando and be like, "Hey, you know, you we want to beat you up." That's not like it's you know, that's there are some other school districts you might have been introduced to that that might have been a problem. But not, I can't imagine it being at Half no, Hollow half, Hills. No, Half Hollow Hills, uh, 
yeah, Butter. no, Half Hollow Hills. It was I'm going to sue you. Yeah. My father's going to sue you. Like, right. it, like that, that. That was their thing, right? You know, right. it was never uh, we're going to fight. It was like, oh, if you hit me, I'm going to sue you. Right. And like, and, you know, it's great. Seventh grade. And you, you talk about suing people. Like, <laughs> I mean, that, that, <laughs> well, they also had wine you know, dance on the so, one side yeah. to keep them in check, too. You know, so that that, that just <laughs> yeah. goes to show you. Yeah. Well, a lot of kids from a That's lot of true. kids from wine age did come That's over true. and they were probably worried. I'm sure a couple of times that the cars pulled up at the high school. When there were Did problems get- in the in the past, and all they have, all those people want to do is see that once. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say we- Weekly Heights was really wine dance north. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, and I and 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 something tells me that they cut that off and wanted to call it Weekly Heights because uh, the the kids from from Weekly Heights would or they would go to the Half Hollow Hill School District, and they didn't want the kids from Wine Dance or they didn't want to say kids from Wine Dance will come into Half Hollow. Right. Well, I mean, so they still, broke that little enclave off and called it Wheatley Heights. I'm a realtor. I had a house listed in Wheatley Heights. It's um, a lot different. The price, if you go across the street, the house across the street is $250,000. You go across the street, you're in that school district. That house is now $450,000 just for that school district alone. Yeah. You know, I have one issue with only one teacher in my entire time in Brentwood. And this one. lady was, yeah, just just one because I got a long list of. Well, Rob, you 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 would have a long list. I can understand that. I guess it is more than one. And like that was the first time, and it was in eighth grade. It was the first time I really experienced like hatred and racism from a teacher. What su- what subject? Math. 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 Mister Marcus. No, I'm not listening. Okay. I'm not even going to I'm not even going to say the name. These people <laughs> these people you know when I when I when I when I spare people's names and the stuff mm-hmm. like that, it's just that they don't deserve that fucking they don't deserve my time. They don't deserve that type of credit even today. You know. Like uh, like a lot of these people have moved on. I'm 30 32 years removed from high school at this point. Right. You know, a lot of these people have moved on. Right. Uh, but at the same time like, you know, every once in a while you need to shine a light in the dirty corners. Yeah. You, you need you need you need to put people on blast because they did that. Yeah. They, and, he, and Mr. Marcus wasn't he was a pain in the ass, but he wasn't that big a pain. There were worse pains in the ass of that at East Junior High School. My my whole thing is my whole thing is with like, you know, with teachers and adversity that we face as black people, I feel like it makes us stronger. So I think it's like it's not that's definitely not what the intention is. It's an um inadvertent effect. But it's it definitely happens because in order for us to thrive and do better, we have to we're actually always being put to the test. There's no possible way that we're going to slide through anything, which is why all these racist like things about affirmative action and people getting free stuff and stuff. It's like it's so absurd because we all know that we all know that in order to achieve like Orlando, you're at the top of your game right now. Rob, you've you've risen up in Major League Baseball. Okay. Me, my places, a couple of places, the real estate companies that I work for, I rose to the top four periods of time. And it wasn't because I was coddled. It wasn't because I was given every advantage. It's not people don't do that. It was because of the fact that because adversity had made me stronger and tougher and everything. So to a certain extent, while I while I really despise a lot of them and a lot of their ways, I recognize that I wouldn't be the person that I am today without them. 
And it's more like, fuck you. It's not like, it's like, I want to hug you and I want to sit down and I want to, I want to like, you know, let you know that what you tried didn't work at all. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that fact. And I think that we should be, but it's like, where do we go from here? What do we do here? Do we continue to, this system is the system that we're going through right now with these racist people talking about racism when racism is like probably like the fourth Fourth or fifth most important thing in this country at this point in time behind COVID. You know, COVID is really the first thing. If they don't get a hold of this shit, and especially like this with these new like viruses coming up, they don't get a hold of this shit. But they're not trying to get a hold of it for real, for real. Like they're trying to make money. Well, if that's the case, if they're trying to make if they're all right, if they're trying to make money, then what I then my goal is I'm going to outlast them. You know, I mean. Literally, like you have a global pandemic. The if you really wanted to protect the population, you know, there are a bunch of things you could do right off the bat. There are a couple of things you could eliminate from the diet. There are a couple of things you could limit, like that'll get people healthier in a heartbeat. None of that's happened. They're, they've doubled down on that stuff. They've allowed all that stuff to go on. They're talking about masks and 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 um, inoculation, you know. Talk about getting your vitamin D levels up. Talk about getting your vitamin C. Talk about stop doing things like alcohol um, that lower your immune response. Take the chemicals out of, out of the food that help lower your immune response. The, you know, the cancer numbers are going up almost exponentially. Like cancer is about to, to overtake heart disease, the leading killer. Like talk about that stuff. Educate the people on that. You haven't heard a word about getting healthier through this whole thing, have you? Nobody in the government stepped up and said, hey, we could all help ourselves if we if we got down to fighting weight and uh, dropped X, Y, and Z from our diets. Well, I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of brothers and sisters. Uh, we 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 want a quick fix, though. Oh yeah, we want a quick fix, though. Like but, that 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 you know, talking about you know, unlearning a learned behavior. Like you know, that takes time, and people if they're willing to put on a mask to go into a store. They're not going to be willing to change their their diet, you know, 180 degrees. Um, they're, they're just not they're just not going they're just not going to do that. You yeah, may they're, wanna, they're not. You know, but that you, takes but time. You, you may you may think that I'm wrong. You may think that I'm wrong for this, but I'm like that when with this with this particular line of uh, conversation, I feel like I, I'm rooting for the virus in those cases. I really am. I'm rooting for the virus. <laughs> Say it's fucked up. And I, listen, listen to my voice. Look at my face. I'm dead serious. I'm rooting for the virus in those cases. Because, like, I, the way I feel, like, right now, I'm so fed up with all of this stuff and all of these things and everything. If you want to go out and you want to feel these ways, you want to walk around with no mask, you want to go to the gym and you want to hang out, you know, that's fine. I just hope that it gets you. I do. Because... If it gets something that I actually care about and I actually love, then I'm going to be mad. Then I'm really going to be mad. And then that's a problem. But yeah. I, I, no, but I, I hear you. I this, hear you. This is Darwin playing itself out. This is God. This is like all these different things. You know, you could say God works, works in mysterious ways. Maybe the way he works is that he works in a lab in Wuhan and he manufactures a virus and throws it out there. You know, and says, like, let's see who's fucking smart enough to live and who's, like, smart enough to die and everything. And like Rob said, 
you know, what about getting your vitamin D levels up? What about all these different things? We know that we can do these things. So it's like, if you don't so why do is the these government things, promoting it, though, I'll oh, fuck the government. If they're if they're trying to help us, you know, the, the fuckers, you know, they said last week they want to help us. I'll oh, fuck the government. Let <laughs> me tell you something, man. If they don't give a fuck about you and you don't give a fuck about you, if you don't give a fuck about you, why should they give a fuck about you? That's like the God's honest truth. If you don't if you don't go out, vitamin D costs like about fucking six dollars for like 100 capsules. If you get them in and you get them in a different place. You don't have six hours to go get a fucking hundred capsules of fucking vitamin D and everything to protect yourself and everything. Then maybe you should go, you know, and then like, you know, and then you want to go out, you know, like it's great. No shit. You want to go hang out and shit like, you know, that's all right. The virus is mutating. It's got something for your ass, too. You know, there are things that can be done. I'm only interested in the survivors, bro. I'm going to be honest. I'm only interested in the survivors. Everybody else can kiss my natural black ass. The uh, You know the guy Maybe who runs Barstool harsh. Sports? Yeah. Yeah. He's having a, a Super Bowl party this weekend. You know, $1,200, you know, bottle service, you know, $1,200 bottles of, of Henny. You know, so super spreader event. Look out for the super spreader event. It'll mm-hmm. be, it'll be, it'll be uh, framed as a, uh, as a chic event. It's a mm-hmm. super spreader event. Yeah, you spend twelve low energy people. You're fucking dumb enough to spend twelve hundred dollars to like possibly expose yourself to COVID for a bottle that costs you sixty sixty five dollars retail. Just because you missed that, it's like yo. Just- well, I I, I I gotta interrupt you there. I got I gotta interrupt you because um, I'm all for people buying the twelve hundred dollar bottle. I bought LVMHY today. Uh, Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy. So yes, both hundred dollar bottles. Have your Super Bowl party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for that. Um, but the the, the, <laughs> the 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 guy who runs that isn't he married I'm to Salma Hayek? I'm not. I'm not going to hate on that. Yeah, it, you know, the guy yeah, who runs is, that he's married to Salma Hayek, right? The, yeah, the but the, but the, yeah, but the, to piggyback on what Orlando says, if you got to leave, leave it to somebody, so yeah, go ahead buy that bottle. I'm with that. Yeah. That's where I'm at with people right now. That is really where I'm at with people right now. I don't want to talk to you about <laughs> racism. I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to go into it. You you know, I don't want to argue with anybody about what Donald Trump did or what he didn't do and everything. If you're so fucking dumb that you can't see that somebody ran up trillions of dollars in debt, cut taxes for people that didn't include you, or maybe it did include you a little bit, but like you ain't really get that shit and you're still in the same shitty situation. And everything, and you're still fucking, and you're ready to fucking climb a wall and get shot between the eyes for that shit. Please go, Mashug. Please go, go crazy, go nuts. I, I'm just like, I'm just really fed up with people nah, right I, now. Nah, I want them to be smart. I, I hear you, but the the. the nah, I I hear you. The I hear you. The only problem with that is is that there are so many innocent ancillary people that are going to you know, get hurt by that as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not only the people who are participating in these spreader events and it, like there are so many people ancillary to them. And, and unfortunately, it, it, those are the ones who get hurt innocently because there are plenty of people who are trying to follow the rules and they get fucked up. And I, and I feel that, which is why I root for the virus. I want, I want the virus to get better, to get these people, get those people and leave everybody else alone. You know, because like they don't deserve it. They don't. You know, we wasted we wasted a whole like year and a half 
of this thing arguing about whether or not to wear a mask to the point where now we've got these deadly these deadly versions of the viruses coming. And I already know what's going to happen. You can read it like a playbook. It's February now. Whoever doesn't pass away by like May, it's going to be okay. People are going to start going outside. The sun is out. We all know that last year with the sun and the heat, COVID didn't wasn't as effective with the heat and the sun. So people are going to act like nothing is going on and everything is over and, oh, COVID is cured. And then come like September when the temperature drops, you're going to see like 250,000 people in your local hospital at one time on one weekend. And it's just going to be over. It's going to be over. And that's what's going to happen because people don't take it seriously. They want to fucking, they want to talk about Trump and they want to talk about Black Lives Matter. They want to talk about like, you know, protests and that aren't even going on right now. They want to talk about reparations that these motherfuckers are never going to give us. You know, they want to talk about feeling how they feel, their feelings and everything. You're in the right business right now. You know, Orlando, honestly, you said something like very, that's very real. It's like, it's the same thing with real estate as it is with the stock market and everything. And what that is, is that it's based upon emotion. A lot of the stuff is based upon emotion. People watch TV based upon, it's not fucking the TV, what's going on on the TV that's fucking like, you know, I watch TV all the time. I don't get triggered because I don't watch Newsmax. I don't watch Fox. I don't even watch CNN most of the time. I watch it maybe an hour a day. That's it. And the rest of it, I'm I'm like catching up on Cobra Kai. You know, that's what I'm doing. I'm spending my time like, you know, just, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to put myself in a different place. I'm working on my businesses. I'm working on like, you know, building my platforms. I'm not talking. I'm not thinking about all this other stuff. I don't care. I don't care if you upset if you're upset that Trump didn't make it. You know, you you want to talk about I want to save the country. I want to save freedom and everything. Nothing says save freedom like having a congressman fly down to Florida and show fealty to your former ex president. Nothing says like you know like nothing says like freedom and democracy like you know focusing on the guy that's already out of there. You know they're out of there. Obama's out of there. You know. Clinton's out of there. Bush is out. They're all out of there. That's the past. What about today? Yeah, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to talk to you guys. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to talk right. to you. We don't have anything to talk. I punch you in the face, but I'm afraid you'd bleed on me. Got another problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm serious. It's like I just like I have. I'm just like I don't even have the energy for that. I'm just I, like uh, you know, like whatever. <laughs> Like, all right, guy, you know, do whatever you want to do, man. You know, just like do it quickly and everything. Please leave. That's the point where I'm at. It's like I'm not even like, you know, I guess this isn't it's probably not the best way for someone who's trying to do a podcast to express his feelings for other people in this manner. But they've driven me to this shit. (laughs) That's that's real. There's nothing wrong with that sentiment. Thank you. You're welcome, bro. Thank you, because, I mean, they really have. They've driven me to this shit. The only time I don't, and listen, this is the most animated I get about it all week, because the rest of the week, I'm not even thinking about your ass. I'm watching Cobra Kai. You know, I'm trying to figure it out. Is Cobra Kai that good? Ah, you know, I'm not really feeling it so much right now. 
It's like it's uh, eh, you know, you 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 got to watch something. You know, no, you don't. Well, eh, sometime you have to watch something. So check out, check out, check out. Your, I think it's called Your Honor or Honor on. Uh, I think it's on Showtime. Yeah, we're gonna check that out. Uh, next. I'm not a corporate. I'm not. I'm not a Cobra Kai guy. Shout out to Ralph Macchio. We went to, uh, we lived in the same neighborhood, Ralph and I. That's what's but up. I'm not a Cobra Kai guy. No, yeah, I, I you got to watch something. But I, I'm just like, what I'm not here for is I'm not here for, I'm not here for arguing with you about how you feel politically, you know, and like especially when I know it's all based in like really your racism. So it's like really what it comes down to is I don't want to speak to you about your racism. I don't care if you like me or you, you don't go. like me. You know, I don't. I just really don't. I'm I'm not concerned with that. And if you really were and if you really were consistent in who you claim to be, you wouldn't really be caring either. You'd be going about your business trying to live your life and everything. But the truth of the matter is all these people that all these people that always had too much time you know, too too little time to go and like march and complain. All they do all day is they like complain. You know, so you ain't got no fucking job either. So what the fuck? You know, it's like all these different messages. These people, yeah. you don't have any job. You don't have anything to do. Just like you know, fess up. Recognize that your shit is fucked up. When you as like you know, you want to talk to me? Like seriously. If you're if you're somebody and you're on the other side and you want to talk to me, start with this sentence. My shit is fucked up. What can we do about that shit? Admit your shit is fucked up. You fucked up in the game. Where did I go wrong? As a man, tell me, what can I do to be better? If you're not striving to be better, what the fuck are you well, doing? The, the, no, don't well, they'll they'll never admit to that, and you know misery loves company. So you know don't give them that company, don't give them that energy, and you know, like I said earlier, my my satisfaction goes, my satisfaction comes with knowing that you're fucking miserable. Yeah, I'm well, not. So well, I'm gonna know, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna raise. And, and that's it. I'm gonna raise my hand on that, and I'll say that I can say that because I know that they never will, because your fucking ego is too big. You know, it's like, I don't mind watching somebody go down in flames because their own ego. Because it's like, you know, you have to, like, you know, as many times as I learned, first thing I learned in life was humble yourself, bro. Humble yourself. There's always something there. There's always something. I learned, I used to tell people, like, yo, somebody, like, you know, somebody disrespected someone working on the street. And, you know, I stopped and I talked to this guy and he was, like, indigent. And he dropped some jewels. This guy was like, why the fuck are you talking to this dude? I was like, that dude is smarter than you. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? He got shit going on. You don't even see that shit. You're too fucking arrogant to fucking see. Past, like, you know, your value system is all fucked up. All these people with all, you know, all these people that are worried about money and shit. You may, you may be dead soon and you're worried about fucking money. I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't. And I'm not meant to. We're not on the same vibration. We're not. I love. I love the fact. Money to me is like money is me to me is a tool. We need. An, we need enough of it to survive and move and everything. If I want something, my wife, my life, my thought process is this: If I want something, I go out and I get it. 
And then once I'm done getting it, I don't really have a desire or a desire to like get a whole lot more than that. You know, I'm simple. I'm that dude that if he had a hundred million dollars, if I had my choice, I'd have a hundred minute million dollars in anonymity. And I go and I buy a house someplace that would be in a neighborhood and you'd still see me as much as you see me now, you know, which is practically never, you know, because it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. Things that have value in this world and everything, they're not based upon they're not based upon like, you know, anything that's a made up construct. You show me. But too many people have lost that concept, though. Too many people have put all their value in the things that they can hold and show off and. You know, and that's a shame brag about, and that's a shame. They're like, they're like losing so much highlights of my day. Like, you know, like Orlando. Thank you for last week. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say that right now. Thank you for last week. That's about as far as I'm going to go on as I'm going to go as far as like, you know, out in myself, but I'm okay. But a highlight of my time last week was when I had a call with my grandkids and we were like, you know, we were fucking around on the phone, you know, for like, you know, for like 40 minutes and everything. That's what's important to me. So this shit ain't important to me. Your opinion on black people is not important to me. Your opinion on Donald Trump is not important to me. It's just not relevant. And when people start to understand, like this guy today, you know, this point, he was so tight that I just really didn't give a fuck about Trump. And I just passed over and I'm like, listen, he did this and this, this and that's it. He's not fucking relevant to me and everything. And he shouldn't be relevant to you. You know, your real problem is you need to work that out. What I need to do is I need to go get in this car and go into my next destination and handle that stuff. That's what's important to me. And people have lost track. They've lost track. So that's why COVID's going to fucking win. COVID's going to win. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, COVID, COVID's winning, actually. I mean, it's, but, you know, at what price? Like I said, there are a lot of innocent people who are suffered, uh, you know, suffered from this and, and families who have lost, who were trying to do the right things and, and got, you know, but by no fault of their own, you know, have been caught up. And, you know, you still have people who, do not believe that COVID is real. You know, they, they, they refuse to admit that. I don't know. I don't even know what the count is now. Uh, two, two million people have died from COVID in, in, the, in the United States or something like that. It's a lot. Or was it 300,000 is some, some crazy number, right? Where no, t- no other time in, a, in, a, in, in, a, in my lifetime have that many people died in a year mm-hmm. from anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and you still have people who are like, it's not real. It's a conspiracy. They wanted Trump out, so they made it up. And you know, it's like, come on. Which is why I root for the virus. Listen, no. li- like, listen, it's fu- listen, it's fucked up, but yeah. it's like you know what? Um, sometimes like, and Rob is like accused me of being like a little bit too cold sometimes, or being a little bit too like straight down the line. When I'm not sure if I accused things. you and, or just outright said you are. I don't think it was an accusation. I don't think okay. it was like subject to debate. I can. I, no, it, no, it's not. And really, you know what? I, I'll give you that. It's like it's not it's not even up for debate. I recognize that sometimes like, you know, I think birds sound beautiful in the morning when they're singing. I also know that if they land, if they land, 
A cat may run out and eat it, and that's the circle of life. Okay, that's just like, you know, we, we live to die, and these things happen for a reason. Okay, so it's like... I, I I get very I get very I'm very cut and dry with certain things, and this is something that I look at it. I look at everything analytically. I look at everything analytically. I break down every single aspect of life so much so that I had to like you know I have that I have that I have that same ADD that most people have, but I trained myself, and I just do it very quickly, and I put it in the corner, and I just leave, it and I just formulate an opinion, and I just. I just throw I throw away the data, but I just formulate the opinion. And I know that once I know that the opinion is strong, then I just go with that and everything. I don't need the minutia. I don't need it. So to me, I don't need, uh, we don't need these, we don't need to be concerned about all the other stuff. It's like, listen, I mean, I could, I could actually like knock on wood. You know what I'm saying? I hope it's not me either. I hope I don't get caught up in this either and everything, but it's very possible. And if it does, you know, then it's over. When the suffering's over, I don't have to worry about it anymore and everything. And that's like, that would be sad. And I I may be missed by some people. I may be less missed by others. But that's just the way it would happen, you know. And if you're, if you're working on this frequency, we're working as humans on such a low frequency that maybe some of us should go. Some of us should be gone. We have, a, we have this pandemic, and this guy's talking to me about fucking Trump. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, I'm like, you know, it's like, I don't even want to engage. It's like, I'm not, I'm not upset about it. I'm not even disgusted. I'm just like, I just give a car, like, you know, like, listen, this guy is, he's talking about Donald and everything. He's cleaning the fucking, cleaning his place, you know, with his mask and everything. He's talking about Donald. Like, what the fuck relevance is Donald going to be in your day today? Somebody cough on your ass. It's over. You're not going to be thinking about Donald no more. Well, he might be because, you know, he's going to want to get that same treatment that Donald got and realize like, oh, no, that's not for you, Holmes. Yeah, he's going to realize that Donald never actually had it or something like that. You're not on that you same know. level. The, 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 the health care that he gets, that's not what you're going to get. Yeah, you're not going to get that. So it's like, you know, I'm damn. It's like it's fucked up. But I added myself as rooting for the virus today, you know, but I do. Because you, because you, because you, you, huh? no, because because there's, there's, there's no reason to be, there's no reason to lie about that. Yeah, because these motherfuckers just don't get it. They don't get it, and they don't want to get it. And I don't want to talk to them about it. You know what I'm saying? We're at an impasse. We've we've reached that point. We've reached the point where you don't want to hear it, and I don't want to talk to you about it anymore. So just go ahead and fucking die. It's like when your parents go, like you know, you're gonna wear that outside. <laughs> you're gonna wear that outside and shit. Yeah, the other kids are gonna beat you up and everything. Go put this on. Now nah, I'm going to wear it anyway. What happened at school today? The kids beat me up. And then it's the kid's fault. It's somebody else's fault. It's nobody else's fault. It's your fault. It's our fault. You know, if you, when these, these things happen, it's not, stop pointing fingers at different people. It's your fucking fault. It's your fault. You know better. You can go get vitamin D. You won't go do that. What do I care? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Holmes, I got a question. You're right. I, I'm, and this is slightly off topic. Sure. But the Grands, they're four and two? The Grands are now five and three. Five and three. Okay. Yeah. 
So have they start? Have you started doing like the computer games with them? Like are you, um, you in their in their um, you know like Club Penguin, you I'm, know, or Minecraft? I'll tell you the truth. I'm the grandpa that wants to have fun, so I don't get involved in all that. I leave that to the child care specialist that I sleep next to. No, no, no. Like this is like a, stuff. these are like this is these are play for the kids this is not educational stuff this is play stuff but yeah, like they, no, I, they have these virtual worlds and you know you can sort of join them like if you know your granddaughter is on club penguin like you could just pop in like you and now you your avatar and her avatar are interacting no we're not no we no the the child specialist you know orders stuff on amazon and sends it down to them that is not interactive with computers that actually develops other parts of their brains and their thought processes that they actually need. So that way they can grow up to be people like us as opposed to people like them. They get their computer time and they do their stuff with the computers. Everything they do is on the computer. But as far as play is concerned, we encourage them to go in a different direction. She tells me what she's doing. We discuss it. And then we just basically just send it to them. And that's the way that we deal with that and everything. And the next thing I'm, I'm actually going to send, I'm actually like getting them a keyboard and a guitar because it actually like helps them with their motor skills and their, their speech and their, and all types of different things. So. And it, the, especially keyboard, you know, connects the two sides of the brain, whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we're like, you know, and this is like, this is an example. I know these things. So it's like, to me, it's just like, it's just a matter of money and everything why not fucking spend the money in that direction as opposed to spending it on a covid super spreader event you know the- gearheads know that some projects need so many parts it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them that's what ebay motors 122 million parts are for think of it as your virtual parts garage they've always got the right fitment at the right prices use the ebay motors app or visit ebaymotors.com let's ride Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. These are choices that people make. Well, I mean, they might, for them, it might not really be, it might not be an equivalence in that, like, that other stuff they got it covered, and, you know, the super spreader event is other money that, you know, it was going to go, they've already covered that other part, so it was going to go somewhere. Well, I mean, it's it's you know let's let's talk about black people it's black history month we didn't cover them at all so let's just talk black people like for a second i thought we covered this before the show this is not black history month for us it's black history month so for the for the couple of white people it's black history month okay for the rest of them it's black history month every day is black history if every day is a part of black history month in my life listen I, i i got all i get all the tropes i got the memos it's not black history it's it's american history i get all that and it's true there's no I, america it's, without it's it okay also true but i'm not you know i wasn't even going there acknowledged okay so <laughs> it's black history month right so you know the oil kicked in we think about ways we think about ways to make the world better and to make the neighborhoods better right you know so I've never really understood how come we can't get safe zones going for kids in neighborhoods to go back and forth to school. 
I've never understood that. I understand how I see how we can put kids in. We can put police officers in schools to arrest kids when they get into a fight, whether they've whether they've actually instigated or not. It's no tolerance these days. So somebody picks on you, you punch you and you're protecting yourself. You may have 16 welts on your face, but you threw one punch. You're going into jail. Right. So we can have that, but we can't have police lining the streets from where these kids work for walk from place to place to tell them to knock it off when these kids are trying to get there. We can't have parents. Policing in America is reactive, not proactive. Okay, so let's not. All right, so so my next thing, we can't have parents, right? Motherfuckers don't have, not not all of them have jobs and everything. We can't have them walking out, and we can't put that respect back into our neighborhood where if you say something to Mrs. Jones... And Miss Jones, while she's walking to school and she comes and she tells your mom what happened and everything, you get in trouble. Instead of having the real housewives of Atlanta, don't say nothing to my baby. These are things that we are in control of that we can do right now, today. That doesn't involve white people. Why does that not get done? See, that's the fucking Republican part of me speaking. Because you know what? We let these motherfuckers, and it's also the radical part of me speaking, because the Black Panthers had these motherfuckers walking up and down the streets in peace, going to their schools and everything, teaching them, taking the time to go to the schools to teach these kids different skills, skills and skill sets, okay? These are things that we can control in our neighborhood. They don't happen. Okay? Instead, we have block parties and COVID spread events. Question is, it's like we all know, like, you know, we are we're all like I'm very proud to be black and everything. Very proud to be black. But you don't shake shake up, shake your shit up and get your shit together and recognize that the things that you could do you're not doing and you don't try to do them you can fucking go too that's the way i feel about it take a drag off your cigarette now y'all only saying shit right now you don't even want to touch that one but it's true it's true. Yo, it's one hundred percent true. <laughs> it's true. I mean, like there, there are absolutely a lot of things that we could be doing that we are not doing as a people. We could ta- we could take back control of our neighborhoods tomorrow if we wanted to. If we wanted to. But well, I mean, you know what? But here's the thing: like everybody's existing. A lot of people in our neighborhoods. I shouldn't say everybody. A lot of people are existing in our neighborhoods at the level of survival. So everybody's energy is pitched on their survival. And so, I mean, one of the reasons why, you know, kids in our neighborhood acted a fool is because their parents rolled out the house at six o'clock to catch a train and didn't get back till seven or eight, you know? So we were unsupervised and, you know, you had a bunch of kids from the city who, you know, you take them out of the city where they sort of could do anything and run anywhere. And now they're just bored in the suburbs and starting shit. Um, and you know that's a bad combination. That's a bad mix. But it's but at the same time, if you said something to their parents, they'd whoop your ass because they don't want to hear that shit for the fucking twenty for the forty eight hours that they had outside of the rat race. They didn't want to hear it. You know, 
We need to li- listen. There's so many and different problems. You know what people pe- people are people are tired though. But that that comes from people being tired. I mean, think about it, right? Rob Rob made a good point. You're you're catching that that Long Island Railroad six. You're catching that six o'clock train, to, you know, from from Brentwood into the city. That's what a, a an an hour and a half one train ride. One fifteen on the express. Right? Mm-hmm. Take that you 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 you're catching that. Okay, one fifteen on the express. You're yeah. leaving the house. You're catching that six o'clock train. You're getting the Penn Station seven thirty ish. You know you you go to work. You you're leaving work at six o'clock. You're dealing with a you know five million other people on the subway in the street. This this that and the other. Get back on the train to go to get back to to Brentwood. You get home. You're tired. You you don't want to hear about Johnny did something down the street. Like, you don't want to hear that. People are tired. Right. Pe- people are tired. And that, I think that's what it comes from. People are overworked, overstressed, and they don't want to hear that. Even, even to the own, even to our own detriment, we don't want to hear it. Okay. But the people that aren't overworked, the ones that are at home most of the day, there's a lot of people that have, there are a lot of, there are a lot of people that have skills and, you know, in order to build up the community, you have to actually, at some point, you have to actually put your overalls on and start building. You can't just continue to talk about it and do nothing and everything. And the action really starts like with one person no, I, moving. Like, you know, no, I, I agree. You know, I, I agree. Like my neighborhood. I agree, yeah. But let, let, but let me ask you, did both your parents work? Outside the house when you were growing up, did both of my parents work what? Outside the house. Um, my yes, did, my father, my outside father, the house. my father was an over the road truck driver, so he'd be gone for he'd be gone for a month, you know, loading up, doing jobs and everything. He'd come home, you know, he'd drop off money, and he may be home for maybe two weeks. Busy season, he's he's never home. Summertime, it's like he wasn't around. So it was my mom. But the way that their system worked was this. And my mother worked part-time. And a lot of that was really like, you know, just because she needed something to do for like, you know, until she got sick. And things happen. We're, we're a black family. Black means dysfunctional. So shit has happened. You know, shit happened over the years. But for the most part, our system was like a very strong one. Their system was a very strong one. It was like, you listen to your mama. You listen to your mom. And if you don't and you do something heinous, when I get home... I'm going to pull out my belt and I'm going to whoop your ass or we're going to go outside and we're going to get that twitch and I'm going to whoop your ass. Right. So if you did something in my household, you tried to do it within the first week of my father leaving because then you could have like, you know, a couple of weeks to kind of butter my mother <laughs> up and be nice. You know, you can. That's the way it worked. You had to butter her up. You know, my father, my father, he was he, had, he was a different guy. But one, some, one, one thing he did do was like when he would leave, he'd hit us off. You know, a lot of times, especially like since we wouldn't let him leave without hitting us off and we'd like we'd get together and my father would give us like 50, 100 dollars, you know, and he'd be gone for like three, four weeks. And we got like a small allowance at the same time. So we were balling. You know, my family was like, you know, as kids, we were balling as kids. We had like money, like for most of the time, a lot of the times, there are times we didn't have any money because like, you know, shit got fucked up. But for the most part, we had money. But you wanted to stay on the good side because if you did something, when he comes home, first thing you're going to do is you're going to get an ass whooping. 
So that's how discipline worked in my house. And we stayed and we stayed pretty calm because of that. A couple of times, one time I tested it, I'll never forget. You know, I did something stupid. I was little and I was buttering my mom's up. I was real nice for like weeks and weeks and weeks. And father comes home and we're sitting at the kitchen table and we're all eating dinner together. And my mother sticks her head up and she goes, oh, John, did I tell you that Kenneth walked home from the mall and didn't tell anybody? I was eating my chicken. Shit was good. I was eating my dinner. It was good. I looked up. I saw my father. I jumped up and I started running like right away because I knew what was coming next. I knew what was coming next, but I was stupid. I ran up the stairs. Where the fuck am I going up the stairs? I should have ran out the door. Nowhere for me to go. Didn't even make it up the stairs. Pull me down. Whoop my ass. Never did that again. So that's how discipline worked in my house. And it was a good system. Because, like, you know, and then, you know, you get older and you just realize it's like you don't disrespect your moms. You know, you just don't disrespect her and everything. So that was the way it worked. But what was the reason for the question? I mean, uh, but the, the reason for the question was um, it comes down to economics, right? You have mother, father, if you have both parents in the house, both parents have to work. They're out of the house. So, you know, going back to what I was stating earlier, you have people commuting through two and a half, three hours a day back and forth working, you know, 40, 50 hours a week, when they come home, they're tired. Yeah. They don't want, they, they, they don't want to hear, you know, but, but, you know, blase, blase, did you did this, you did that. You know, when I was coming up, I got, it wasn't, it wasn't called whi- whippings. I would, I would get beat, you know, it was beatings. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I would get beat. <laughs> you know, but you but it was right. like you know th- there was no talking, there was no go to your room. No, it, it was you got beat, and a, and a lot of that, you know, and looking back, had to do with just people being tired. You know, they they, they were tired, and and I think the way you know economics works now, where you know you you almost need two incomes in in in, in the home now. You know, it's not like when maybe our grandparents were coming up, a grandma would stay home and, you know, grand, you know, the, the, you know, the, your grandfather went out to work, you know, you, you need two two income families now. So that, that in itself has led to the, uh, the dissipation of that family unit of that neighborhood unit, because people are out, people are out hustling and trying to make it work. And then now, then you throw in single-family homes where there's only one parent in the home. Now that person's really stretched. Now that person's really tired. You know, now that person has less time. I can agree with that. That's a problem, and, and, and that's, that's wh- why you know they they feel like they're they feel like they're beat down already. Like I ain't got, you know shit. I got too much other stuff. I can't go to that PTA meeting. No, I, I, mean, I got time for that. I can't. I, you know what? I can't. I can't go to that. Right. I can't go to the school thing to vote on that. Like, I, who got time for that? Like. No, I got that. I get that. But that's why I've always been. But that's why, like, you know, I've been a proponent of the universal income because universal income, people see it as socialism. If you give someone universal income enough to pay their rent, 
that gives them some leeway to actually raise their kids. You know, and then when someone says, where are the parents? Which is a dumb fucking question, because like you said, Orlando, most people in it today, if you've got um, two parents in the household, they're probably both working. It's the very rare, you know, those couple of instances where you have the man goes out and makes the money, the woman stays home. And that's really that white conservative message that they try to teach people that you are like this, but the reality is often something completely and totally different. But as long as you can identify with that, then you're going to continue to think that something like universal care is wrong. You just think that you're temporarily unfortunate. Everyone here is that, was that something you used to say, Rob, everyone here is temporarily unfortunate, you know? Uh, I you said know, something like that. Something like that. It's just yeah. like we're not it's like it's not that we're doing bad. It's just that we're just going through a bad run. You're going through a bad run for 18, 20 right years. Now. Well, this is what it is. This is why you need stuff like the universal income. You need ha- we need to have better conversations because this is the stuff that's the problem. Like that the what you just described happening in a black neighborhood, the same thing is happening in a white neighborhood. Same thing is happening in a white neighborhood. And that's but why they have better resources there to help kids after school, better programs after school, better instruction, period. So how many of those people that like that ran and overran Congress, how many of those people do you think had went through those programs, those after school programs? Doesn't seem like they're fucking really getting that much more of an education. And that's my point. And I know, uh, you that know that's I'm, the, I'm thinking about it from a very urban point of view. Like I live in, you know, we all live in this sort of ridiculous wealth bubble here where. Yeah. A, you know, that makes a difference. Yeah, I got no, I got you. But I've also, but it's like I'm speaking from a point of view of someone who's spoken with hundreds and hundreds of people across the country from all different socioeconomic and racial backgrounds uh, discussing their financial realities with me and me knowing that this is what the this is what the actual reality for most people is. What Orlando said is true. You're right, Orlando. You got me. You caught me. And everything, but at the same time, <laughs> no, you got me. It's like, you know, you, you, that was a very good counterpoint. And my counterpoint to their counterpoint is universal basic income. And it's not, but it's not about socialism. It's about your fucking family. It's about your fucking kids and being able to spend time with them and teach them and raise them right and everything. If not, you know, the other alternative is COVID's going to get half of the motherfuckers anyway. So I'm good either way. And on that note, I'm going to say thank you, Orlando and Robert, for participating in this podcast. (laughs) Give yourselves a round of applause. The podcast with you gentlemen always runs longer because we always seem to start slow, but then when we pick up, it just gets fucking bad. So, and, and, and don't forget, we were talking a good 10, 15 minutes before we even started. Yep. Once more. Yeah. You know, it's moments like this after, like, you know, doing a podcast like this. I'm glad that I don't have a contact email. So. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to hear that folks. I don't care. I wouldn't read it anyway. <laughs> I would not read it. Not a single one. <laughs> You had to put nudes of your wife. Nah, up that first, might be good though. Right? That, that 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 might be good though to add. Like you know, uh, this is a uh, you know dickhead of the week. You know, look, look, this is what somebody wrote me. Dickhead and, of you the know, week. And then you just 
yeah, dickhead of the week and just, you know, just well, totally, you know. Well, we can start that right him. now. Yeah, I thought you were going to start the new format on the show. I was going to start the new format, but then I didn't have I didn't have time to sit down and flesh it out. Do everything that I wanted to do with it because I was running around all day. And like I said, I only got 45 minutes before I had to record this podcast. You know, I got us moved over to Friday. I'll have more time. We did two podcasts this week, which was like actually pretty good. Um, and like, you know, it's not going to be the same next time. Hell, most people might not even listen anymore after today. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'd be questioning myself. <laughs> I'd be wondering why am I even listening to this guy? He's nuts. Nuts. Go Mashug. Go Mashug. That's Go it. But that's the whole point. The whole point is changing the format is all about just like freeing up the conversation because it's um this is all about this is all about like, you know, live your you know, raise your freak flag verbally. You know, whatever it is that you, whatever it is that you feel like you want to say, you should say it now. Then tell us what you did to that Mormon girl. I'm not telling you what happened with that Mormon girl (laughs) a couple of times. You know, listen, it's that, that happened. Those are memories. (sighs) Bad, bad job. Really? Really? That's what you're going with? Yeah, listen, hey. Luck. If I was, if I, I guess, if I was, well, I'm, I'm gonna be, were, I'm, I'm gonna be on the lookout for uh, a nanny that uh, worked out on Long Island back in the '90s. Uh, you know, it's a small city here. She, she shouldn't be too hard to find. I'm she, sure if you show up at the temple on what, what do they do? They do Saturday or Sunday. Let me tell you they something. Do Sunday. Bro. They do Sunday. You show up on Sunday, Listen, you might see her. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. There can't bro. be a lot of Puerto Rican. Let me tell you something. Something. She'd find you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. She would find oh. you if you're in the same space. She'd be like, hmm, I wonder. You know, the letter she wrote me was a letter of regret. It was like, you know, it's just not the same here. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the same. That's all I'm going to say. It's just not the same. Like, yeah, well. I'll see. They, Um, you know, they they get a little little something for you to do on Sunday, Orlando. You get around noon, roll over over as they get out. It's like I used to always tell them. You used to shrimp and filet mignon. You can't go back to burgers. <laughs> I have some work to do, man. He has me curious now. Can't go back to burgers, baby. Just won't taste the same. <laughs> nummy, nummy, nummy. Yep, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might have yeah. to get cut. So, so you're going to add like a a quiz or something? We'll see. We'll see. Series of questions we got to answer now. Yeah, it's going to actually. Yeah, actually, there are going to be like it's going to be it's going to be a question format where we're going to allow guests to like kind of interact with each other just to mix it up and make it a little bit more interesting. Okay. So that's that's generally the idea, and like you know, you guys will get to hear less of John because I'm sure probably a lot of you want to hear less of me right now. Like I said. Go Kofi. <laughs> when you listen, if you're listening to this podcast and you've ever posted up online, I don't know why people want to talk about Donald Trump or why they don't want to talk about Joe Biden's accomplishments. I'm rooting for COVID. 
That's fucking why. <laughs> Don't nobody want to hear that shit. I got better shit to do. Talk to me about something relevant. Roll me something up and bring it by. Is this the you know promo? Is that what you're doing now? Maybe I should be doing a promo. Do something nice for somebody. You know what I'm saying? Don't tell me no. Don't tell me that bullshit. I don't want to hear no bullshit. You know, it just is what it is, man. I I can't. I can't. I got time for you. I got time for you. But COVID does. Anyway, talk to you fellas later. I'm gonna shut it down. Orlando, once again, round of applause for last week. You're a great man, Orlando. A great man. Rob, you're I, okay. I, I, we we got we got some more good stuff. We got some more more good stuff coming coming up. And I hope again, not, not to give it away, but if you picked if you picked up on that that last pick I gave on the um that last podcast I was on, mm-hmm. uh, you would be up you would be up at least fifty five percent right now in, in that one position. I'm not going to give it away. But if you were uh, listening, you know what it is. I picked it, 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 I picked it up late, and I'm probably up about forty percent because I was uh, a little right. bit later. You but. know, one of the good things, Orlando, <laughs> is that you know through this association, you know this podcast, you may have created your own little investor club because you know dudes is actually getting involved in the market and playing. What are we doing? Building generational wealth. That's right. Trying to get trying to become a part of things. So you planted a little tree here, man. There you go. Yeah, you did. You know? There, there you, you go. Did. Yeah, if, if if those guys in Reddit could do it, there's no reason why a black man couldn't do it. And uh, it all starts with one person, and uh, you know, like like they say, each one teach one, and then we go from there. So you're giving me hope that one so, day yeah. we can sucker some people too into buying a stock, run it up, and <laughs> retire to the Bahamas. Why? Why? Why not? <laughs> why not? It's a why goal. not? You know, why not? Why can't we? It's a goal, bro. Every, everybody. Hey, people, hey. Donald he, Trump he, he, told people, people will be mad at money. us that we're making money. Mm. You know, Donald Trump told people he needed money for, you know, to defend the, uh, you know, the, his, the, the impeachment. Like, that whatever. guy is like, boring. Oh, my God. Exactly. They're like, still so sending him money. He's so never you, going. You convince people to give you money. Why shouldn't you just. He is never money. fucking. He is never fucking going away because as long as he can reach into a hillbilly's pocket and grab a crawdad, he's going to be around. He ain't going no place. He's not going any place. It's not because he loves America. It's because he loves American Dallas. He loves to do the hustle, baby. Loves the hustle. And they're paying him. They're feeding him. They're feeding him. It's the best hustle he's ever had. And I feel him. I respect him on that. Donald. It's the only time I've ever given him applause. <laughs> it's gangster. The motherfucker's gangster. I respect that you want to talk about robbing that. You, robbing you in, in, in broad daylight. Please. Robbing, he's robbing people in broad daylight. Motherfuckers won't. People are starving. They're like the food banks are empty. Okay. But you got $15 for Donald Trump. You're ex-president. Give that man his applause for his hustle. Ah, damn boy. Damn, yeah, boy, you just bleed him. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Get it? Listen, he he doesn't he doesn't he, he doesn't he doesn't have a tough crowd though. He doesn't have a tough crowd. He doesn't have a tough crowd to fool though. 
It's, it's, not, it's not like that's hard work. But what he's doing and who he's doing it to, that's what we call easy work. Can I get some of that? All those, all, I, all those, those guys are marks. Can I get some all of those, that? All, all those guys are marks. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Loving him. Loving him. That's, that's, Loving that's easy him. work. Yes. Born in trouble. Holler at me next week. Don't be too mad. Especially if you avoid COVID. Or that means I'm on your team. Be big mad. Who cares? That's true. That could that could work too. Born in trouble. Peace. Peace.